Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, August 31st. I bet everyone's on vacation this week, Mark, basically. This is like the week before Labor Day, right? Some are working. I shouldn't say that. There are some people who are working because sometimes it's great to actually work the week when everyone else is off because no one will bug you, which I love. Uh, Mark and I are taking off-ish, sort of, kind of. What are you doing on your vacation, Mark? Uh, I am editing you. Yeah, you can't get me out of your head. I feel so bad for you. This is a program that attempts to take the mystery out of your financial life. One of the ways that we try to do that is we populate this website called Jill on Money with fantastic content, really fantastic content. And some of it Mark finds from other sources. Some of it we put together ourselves. There are TV segments. There's radio shows and other podcasts. There's a whole bunch of stuff and a great resource section. So check out jillonmoney.com. That is our website. And also, while you're there, if you have a financial question, you can just hit the contact button. It's so easy to do. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to make sure that uh, this nice 30-something-year-old couple from Kentucky is on track to hit their financial goals. We're going to do that right after this. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Okay, so here we go. Let's talk to Rob. Tell us what's going on and how we can help you out today. Sure. Uh, Well, I am 37 years old. My wife is 36 years old. We live in Kentucky. We have two boys, 14 and 6. And my my goal is to retire at the age of, of sixty. And so, I wait, just, wait, wait. Why sixty? You know, just to to um, enjoy enjoy my later years. Uh, and if it doesn't work out at, at that exact age, then then that's okay too. But um, that's kind of what my goal is, uh, at least at this time. You know what? I have said this explicitly on the podcast on every show I'm on. Part of the reason that I freak out about 60 or 55 or 58 or even 62 is twofold. One is that you got decades to finance. You know, you're a young guy. You're probably going to live till 95 when we look at your life expectancy. So 35 years of uh, retirement is a lot to finance, number one. And number two, candidly, I am very close to that um, 60. And I think I could never stop working. So I'm really just transferring my own anxiety onto all of you and making you pay for it. So let's figure out if I can get through that and just get you to your retirement goal and see where you are right now. So how much do you and your wife earn right now? I earn 125000 mm-hmm. per year. My wife uh, actually had to cut back and she's working part-time right now. She works 20000 uh, She had a full-time job pre-pandemic, but had to uh, do the to the pandemic had to cut back and she's working part-time. How's your income? Like how's your, your cash flow on that level on that 145? You guys doing okay? 
yeah, we're we're doing we're doing fine. Our our plan is to uh, to continue to do what we're doing uh, right now so far okay. as long as we can. Because my, my wife enjoys um, having uh, spending some some extra time with our boys at home, so that's that's been a good thing. Rob, do you have a retirement plan through work? I have about one hundred and ninety thousand in that employee retirement account. One hundred and eighty eight of that is uh, pre tax. Earlier this year, I started contributing to a Roth through my employer. So that's mm-hmm. at about 2000 My contribution right now is uh, I'm contributing 15% uh, mm-hmm. to the pre-tax portion of that and then 5% to the Roth, uh, which gets me close to the, the 6000 annual for the Roth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, uh, the fund allocation there is I've got about 55% going to the uh, Fidelity 500 index fund, uh, 30% in a small cap index fund, 10% in an international index, and uh, 5% in a U.S. bond index. Okay, got it. Can I just ask a question? Sure. Rob, you just said that gets you close to the 6,000 limit for the Roth. This is an employer plan? Correct. Okay. So let's go back because Mark raises a good issue. Number one, your Roth contribution through work is limited to 19,500. Two options at work. One is a traditional 401k. If you wanted to contribute $19,500 into that account, you could. The same goes for the Roth. So what Mark is raising as an issue, which I would raise as well, is that now that your wife is working part-time, now that you guys are solidly in the 22% tax bracket, I would suggest that all 19500 of your contribution goes into the Roth, basically zero into the pre-tax. I would shift everything to the Roth if I were you right now. Okay. Because you're locking in a tax liability that's you know, pretty sustainable. Like it's very unlikely that future Rob and wife are going to be in a much lower tax bracket than 22%. So I think it is worth doing that right now. You know, you don't even have to think about converting or doing anything like that. All you have to do is put all of your new money, that 19.5 all Roth. Perfect. Well, I'm I'm glad you caught that because I was not aware that I could put that much uh, in in the Roth. I was I thought I was limited to the six thousand. So no, that is that's great. Yeah. So it's a good thing. So that's great. So now that's what you're putting into your retirement. All right, I have one other question. Do you have a job that entitles you to a pension? No, I do not. Unfortunately. Your wife, does she have an old retirement plan or a current retirement plan? What's she up to? Yes. So she has an old 401k from her past employer. That's that amount is about 20,000. That was all pre-tax. And so that that's actually one of the questions that I want that I wanted to get to is right now that that old 401k is just sitting with her old employer. So should we just keep it there or should we uh, roll that over into a, a Roth, a new Roth or do something different with it? Are there any other IRA accounts that she has outstanding? No. Okay. And you don't either, right? Correct. Well, I, actually, I, I do have one other. I have a uh, another Roth IRA that was from my first job. The total amount is about 12000 In terms of the tax that would be due, do you have some money that's set aside in savings that you could pay that the extra tax that would be due to convert it? Well, we've got about twenty thousand in savings right now. I've mm-hmm. got a I've got an investment account that is just I kind of just 
play the market a little bit. Uh, that's about 2,000. You know, generally with with uh, with our two boys, we do have when we file our taxes, we do get uh, some some money back uh, from the government. It's generally uh, somewhere around two to four thousand, depending on the year. Um, so we you know we we do have that cushion there that that could maybe go towards that. Well, as soon as you start using the Roth, you're not going to get that same money back. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, but can you put m- new money into savings? I'm Okay. So here's what I'm weighing. Right now, yeah, I mean, it would be great to convert your wife's money and it wouldn't be huge money in terms of the tax liability. You would dip into your savings. But, you know, I like having that nice savings account. Mark, do you want him to convert the wife's old retirement account and soak up some of the savings? It's not going to be a huge tax bill, so I'm fine either way. Okay, me too. I'm fine either way. I, I mean, if you do convert the money from the old 401k into a Roth IRA, which would be preferable, just know that, you know, you may not get such a great tax refund and you may need to dip into your savings to pay it. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, now house. Where do you live? We own our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the house is valued at about three hundred and sixty thousand. Mm. Uh, we owe on the mortgage about two hundred and fifty, mm-hmm. uh, and our interest rate is two point eight. Refinanced uh, actually earlier this year. Okay, so now you want to know: Are you going to be able to retire when you're sixty? Is there anything else going on? Student loan debt, car debt, credit card debt, anything else? Uh, credit cards we pay off each month. My wife does have a student loan uh, debt of about twenty thousand, and then uh, we are we have uh, car loans of about twenty thousand as well that we'll pay off in about uh, the next two years. Mark, do you think he's going to make it for sixty or what? Uh, I need to know what he lives on. I know, really, this is the critical issue. How much money do you need to live on? Well, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I, I think we we certainly get by with uh, with with what we bring in. I think at the at the end of each month we have uh, some leftover. Uh, so you know, I think we we could live. We're living currently on about I'd say you know after tax money about sixty thousand. Uh, I just wrote down on my little chicken scratch piece of paper, 80. Mm -hmm. I think it might be 80. You're not paying for your wife's student loan right now. She's in forbearance. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's somewhere between 60 and 80, and I bet it's higher than you think, a little bit higher than you think. Not a lot higher, but a little bit higher. I mean, I know that you're going to be very smart and you're going to be paying stuff down and all this is going to disappear. But, you know, essentially what I would think is that in the next three years, you're going to be done with a car loan and then hopefully you really start attacking the student loan. Because is this a federal loan? Yes. So what's the interest rate on that loan? I think it's around six and a half. Mm-hmm. Like that's a real number, my man. Right. Sure. So here's what here's what I think the game plan is. I'm willing to entertain 60, but here's your short-term game plan. You're going to switch to a Roth, right? Build up your savings account. 
just build it up. Okay. okay. And even if you, you're like, Oh my, I got, I got, not only did I get the tax credit, I got more money back than Jill thought. That's all. No problem. Build that account up. Okay. okay. Because, you know, if, even if you need 60 grand a year, I'd like that savings account to be more, you know, like 25 ish. Okay. okay. That's done. Now, the next thing you're going to do is keep paying off your car loan, but every extra dollar after you've got that savings account up to 25 grand is going to pay down that student loan debt. Got because it. six and a half percent is is a high number. Mm-hmm. Okay, then that gets paid down. Do you, are you do you have a kind of job where you get a bonus or anything like that? Yes. So when you get a big chunk of money, put some money into just whacking down that student loan debt. Boom. Do not make an extra payment on your mortgage. Do not. I, mean, I presume these car loans are not at high interest rates, right? Right. They're pretty low. They're uh, one's at like two and a half and the other's at three. All right. So really, you're going to drive these cars into the ground. You're going to pay off these student loan debt. And then once you're done with that student loan debt, now after that, you've got to make sure that your wife puts away six grand into a Roth. Okay. Okay. So then you're putting nineteen five into your 401k, your Roth 401k. She's putting six K into her Roth. Once you start doing that pretty consistently, then we see whether 60 is the goal. But that's what you're going to do in the near term. Those are your chunks of like near term stuff you need to do. Got it. Perfect. Did you say, I saw in your email at 529 accounts, you're putting money into those? Yes, about $100 per month. Uh, and we've we've got about 15000 uh, right now for both boys. Mark, am I a bad auntie if I basically tell Rob and his wife to stop putting money in that 529? Is it going to be impossible for them to do? Why don't you just pop in here and guess the answer? <laughs> well, I know the answer, but it's a, it's only $100 a month per child. So I, I'm, I'm actually okay with it. Oh, you really turned into a sucker about being a father. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you don't need to be putting money in the 529 plan. If I had $200 extra every month, and this may fall on deaf ears, I would send that extra $200 a month to pay down that student loan. I, I can't even get 6.5% net of an investment. I can't get that right now. Certainly not for the 14-year-old. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. But yeah. if you if you want to be like Mark, or you can be like Aunt Jill says I'm off the hook. Leave it alone. <laughs> Either way. Is well, there my, wife, good, my wife and I will debate that. We'll all see. Right. <laughs> Is there a good state school in Kentucky? Uh, yes. Yeah, there's there's multiple good state schools in Kentucky. All right. The other thing is you don't make so much. Now that your wife's not working full time, you might actually qualify for some financial aid if you go, you know, if you really, they really want to go to private school or something, you might get something. Are they smart kids? You're, yeah. Every parent I ask, oh, yes, they're brilliant. You know, only the really honest parents says, nah, nah, nah probably not. <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll see. The six, the six-year-old seems bright now, but we'll we'll see how his his work ethic is. The fourteen-year-old is is very bright, and he's uh, he he looks to uh, to be either going to the college route or uh, perhaps a technical school. All right, I feel I feel very I feel confident that if you do these small steps first, you have a shot at sixty. But I don't feel confident that like I can't say to you like yeah you're going to do it. But we got to make sure we got to see where you stand like. Stay in touch with us. Let's see where you stand as you sort of knock off some of these to-dos. How's that? Sure. Sounds perfect. Okay. If you have a question like Rob, you can contact us. Mark, you should be able to do do all this stuff. Do you want to do the outro or not? Are you going to still force me to do it? I would have to type something up and read a script. I don't have that ready to go right now. So you have at it. All right. I'm going to have at it. Um, If you have a financial question, something that's percolating in your mind, if you're wondering whether you are on track like 
Rob from Kentucky, then just send us a note. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. Most of you are sending us those questions from our website, from jillonmoney.com, and you just hit the contact button. It's so easy. While you're on the website, sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Mark does such a great job with that. And you can also subscribe to our sister podcast called Jill on Money right there at the jillonmoney.com website. Okay, don't forget to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back today. And remember the mantra here at Eye on Money, curiosity, compassion, and community. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Van Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.